You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors CEO, John Seabree. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Welcome back to the Missouri Realtors Podcast. I'm Missouri Realtor CEO and your host, John Seabree. With me today is Beverly Taki. Beverly is our 2021 Advocacy Chair. Welcome, Beverly. Oh, welcome, John, and thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about my favorite subject. You know what? It's my favorite subject, too. As many people know, I was a lobbyist for realtors for 23, 24 years, and even though I'm not lobbying now, um, I stay as connected to advocacy as I can, and so this will be a really fun conversation for me today, too. So I know you're you're about to have some fun as well. So let's um, let's think back a little bit. I thought a great way to start here, even though you're the 2021 chair, there was a lot happening in 2020. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think about COVID and everything being shut down, but we weren't shut down, were we, Beverly? Well, you know what, John, that is a great opening to this presentation because I am thrilled that the work of Missouri Realtors actually kept us in business. We were deemed essential by the governor of the state of Missouri, and that was due to a lot of the efforts of of yourself and Sam and our other advocacy team to speak to the governor's office and tell them just how important real estate was to the economy. You know, it was just over a year ago that we were having that conversation, and I ended up contacting Lawrence Yoon and RPR because I had this idea. I thought, if we could figure out how many pending home sales there are in Missouri right now at that point, and they came up with the number 9,800. There were almost 10,000 pending home sales in mid-March, right when COVID hit. And so I took that to the governor and said, if real estate is not essential, there are 10,000 properties that are in the pipeline in some stage of near closing that will not close. Can you imagine the impact that would have had on our economy? Oh, it would have been a terrible impact on the economy. Plus, think about the people. Think about the families that were planning to move or needed to move because of a new job or needed to move because they couldn't afford their home. And John, besides the real estate and realtors, we have a whole other industry of home inspectors and title companies. I mean, it's really the Missouri realtors who kept real estate essential. So I couldn't be prouder of Missouri realtors and what they did because uh, we were able to work and and keep that (laughs) supply going. now we, we, have, we don't have enough inventory. <laughs> that is true. And, and, you know, I talk to my colleagues around the country, and some of them are in states where real estate was not essential, and their economy is in a very bad place. I, I never miss the opportunity when I'm with elected officials and others to mention that the impact of one home sale, NAR gives us this number every year, the impact of one home sale in the state of Missouri, that ripple effect that it has on the economy 
is almost $50,000. It's, it's 49,680 or something like that. So if you can imagine those nearly 10,000 home sales that were pending a year ago, if they had not sold, um, that's a pretty outrageous impact on our economy. Well, John, in addition to the fact of them selling or not selling, once they sell, then there's furniture sales, then there's painting and remodeling. So we're keeping more people uh, employed in the state of Missouri. So that uh, is it was exactly a great correct. Win. Yeah, and that's what that $50,000 ripple effect for home sale is. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, something else big happened. So let me, I was trying to figure out how to talk about this one. So in a normal year, you and I would be in Jefferson City with 400 of our colleagues for capital conference. So if someone hasn't attended a capital conference before, give them a little feel of what that would be like. Well, the capital conference is one of my favorite events, as you can imagine, because we swarm the, the Capitol in Jefferson City and we do it so uh, professionally. Um, each of our different associations attend and usually bring 20, 30. I think some associations like St. Louis might have a contingency of 50 realtors. And we make meetings and appointments and we visit with um, our legislators. And the exciting thing is each year we have talking points and um, according to the bills that we're supporting that year, we bring talking points to talk to our legislators. And I just love relationship building. I mean, in the real estate business, that's our business, relationship building. And I take that to the capital as well. Um, I want to build relationships with the, the legislators. So when we have key issues that we, we, we need to get past or we want them to support, we have relationships and they talk to us. So Capital Days, um, I hope we'll start up again soon because it's just so exciting to have so many people at one time. Remember one year we even visited the governor's mansion? Yes, that was, that was in 2019, our last in-person Capital Conference we had an open house at the governor's mansion and we had what we called a, a block party and the legislators really do appreciate us being there. So, you know, Missouri Realtors has had Capital Conference for over 40 years, but we had this new idea maybe three or so years ago to do something called Realtor Days. And I know you've been to a couple of Realtor Days recently, but it's pretty fascinating that when COVID hit, we knew we couldn't take those 400 plus realtors to the Capitol on one day anymore because you just couldn't be in large groups like that. So last session, 2020, and then again this session, when we can't do the 400 plus at Capitol Conference, we're doing Realtor Days. So since you've participated in those, why don't you tell our audience a little about Realtor Days? Well, first of all, I wanna say how proud I am of the staff at Missouri Realtors they were so flexible to just jump in, uh, get this going so that we didn't lose any ground. I mean, last year we started the Realtor Days and yes, you're, you're right, I've attended several. And I like those too, because we're in smaller groups, like 10, 15 people from an association. They visit the Capitol and 
if they can't get an appointment in their offices, they go on the House floor and, and, and take the, the legislators off the House floor and speak to them about our issues. Uh, so it's very well organized. Um, I, I just really think they're invaluable. And again, it's a very personal touch. And most recently when I visited uh, with the Kansas City Group and Senator Razor, I mean, it was, he gave us great attention. He listened, we could talk, share ideas. I just think that's the greatest idea. And whoever thought of the word realtor days at Missouri Realtors, they get a prize. I think we should give Erin Hervey credit for that one. So Okay, okay. Yes, I'd love to give her credit. That one. So my big thing about Realtor Days is that, you know, we love being there in that big group for Capitol Conference, but that's one time during a legislative session. So for 40 years, that was in January, the very beginning of session. And then while we had lobbyist presence for the next number of months to finish out session, we didn't have the real estate practitioner, you know, our member there every day where Realtor Days allows us to have those local boards sign up, as you mentioned. Sometimes it's one local board a day, or maybe it's a couple that join together. But having that realtor presence every week of the legislative session is just unbelievable for our success. And I think the best example of that is last year, 2020, when not a lot of people were going to the Capitol, we continued on with Realtor Days, and we have a success story. Well, also, the other thing about Realtor Days is I love to see Realtors walking around the Capitol, you know, and now I can wave at legislators, say hi, you know, to different ones that I've built relationships with. It's amazing who you just see in the hallways. Um, so it, it's just so effective. Um, and I feel that we just have the bandwidth as a group. I mean, we are, what are we, 22,000 members now, John? We're closer to 24,000. Oh, 24. Okay. Yeah. Well, 24,000. I mean, that's a lot of uh, membership for an organization. And and I think the way we handle ourselves, John, um, not only our chief lobbyist, Sam, and uh, but all the realtors handle themselves so well. And they also build relationships with them even back in their different cities, you know, because the legislators are home on Friday uh, so we can meet with them then. But something about that capital, uh, just that whole environment and experience, just I find very thrilling. So I would encourage any Realtors, if, if your association's having a Realtor Day coming up now or maybe later this year, you got to try it. It's a great experience. That's great. So now let's dive into a couple of those issues that we were talking about. And looking back to last year, the one real success story during COVID was that we were able to get a major realtor priority through, and that was remote online notary. Have you been able to use that yet? Well, I haven't personally used it, but I know that it's an essential a need in our society, John, because, you know, I started real estate 32 years ago when we had a piece of paper and a pen, and there was a lady at the front desk who took our messages. Nowadays, everything is such technology 
you know, virtual showings, virtual listing appointments, you know, virtual um, DocuSign and digital signatures that this just completes the whole package, John. I feel with the online remote notary, it's gonna take some time to get really totally familiar with it. But once we do, I mean, it's like, remember when we had DocuSign or digital signatures? I was scared of those. I didn't know, you know, what it was. Now, I mean, it's just part of my life. So I think uh, remote online notary will be part of our life. And I think that Missouri is a leader, John, because I did my research and, you know, there's only 23 states who have this as a law, you know, enacted, passed. There's three states in this country that just won't allow it at all. So I see Missouri as a great trendsetter and leader. And I, I applaud um, Representative Hannah Kelly who carried this for us um, uh, throughout the, the session and got it passed because um, we, we had been working on it and it's a new topic, not everyone understood it. But yeah, I think it's great. And I'm just so proud of our advocacy team for, for that work. Good stuff. And thanks for the research that you've done on that one as well. So then you've been to the Capitol this session and we have three official talking points that are in what I think is a pretty fantastic talking points booklet. Do you wanna dive into any of those? Any of those stand out to you in particular that you'd like to talk about? Well, I think that the most important one uh, for this session is the, the MONA, the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act. And I'm very proud of the members, the board of directors of Missouri Realtors because at their board of directors meeting, they did vote to strongly support this uh, legislation. And for those of you listening, this, this legislation has come before the General Assembly, I think for the past 21, 22 years. And I think we're kind of reformatting uh, it or remarketing it so that um, it's, it's, it's more um, a human rights issue and it's an economic development issue. And uh, we all wanna see economic development in Missouri. We all want companies, big companies to want to move here and move their employees here. And we want to sell more houses, John. So, you know, the more people that come to Missouri, the more houses we can sell. And we, we as realtors know what that means. So I, I was just very honored to meet with, with one of the authors, um, Senator Greg Razor from Kansas City. And um, it's very exciting that it has now gone to committee and that's a move forward. Um, I just think our, our strength with the amount of members we have um, can really help move this forward. I think we can make a difference. I think we can too. And I'm glad you brought this one up to highlight because you know, it's my understanding that no business groups have really come forward on this issue before. It's sort of been seen as an issue outside the business community. So you make a great argument Plus, we've had so much focus over the last six months or so on the Realtor Code of Ethics, and this legislation would extend protection against discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodations to all, which perfectly fits into the Realtor Code of Ethics. We don't feel like we have a, 
a choice on this one. We're doing the right thing. Well, I always learned in life, you do the right thing at the right time and in the right way. And yes, Missouri Realtors is doing the right thing because it is part of our code of ethics and we follow our National Association Code of Ethics. So it's only very natural to me that uh, we would want to support this uh, legislation. And, you know, we want citizens to, to be happy in Missouri. We, want, we don't want them leaving our, our great state. This is the show me state, but we want them to stay here and we're gonna show them that we welcome them. And I think as an association, the Missouri Realtors are major leaders right now. And as you said, John, other business organizations have not taken this stance. And we're number one. The, the, the others will follow behind us. I'm, I'm, I'm really sure of that. I love that message to our members. Thanks, Beverly. So as we um, sort of bring this in for a landing, I think it's probably good to quote our current president, Janet Judd. This year, she's very focused on ideas matter. And she talks about ideas matter all the time. And, you know, for anyone listening, legislation, good legislation comes from your ideas. The practitioners that are on here are involved in a transaction and they think, well, why should I have to sign this form? It, it supersedes one that you know, was that was signed earlier or, or vice versa. And, you know, why don't I go to the lobbyists and talk about how we can change license law in Missouri? And I know some of the things we're supporting this year were ideas that came from brokers and agents around the state. It came to your committee. You all created policy and now we're lobbying the legislature to make those changes. Well, I think the issues with Realtors and, and our license laws is very important. Many people don't understand. They think Missouri Realtors is some kind of a regulatory body where we can sanction our agents or we can make rules or we can make license laws. And, and that's simply not true. Uh, the MREC is really our governing body. And then if we have legislative um, issues, um, such as license laws, this new idea with the LLC, John, this is a tremendous uh, positive for many people. I personally am a broker, so I, I, can be, I can have a corporation or I can have an LLC. But in the past, um, all the agents, uh, just salespersons um, that aren't brokers, they could not have an LLC. They had to be paid under their social security number. So I feel uh, with this um, law that they could have an LLC. It's, it's probably a tax savings. I'm not a tax expert, but um, I know it's a tax savings for me as a corporation. So we do, uh, John, I think Missouri Realtors is a very well-rounded organization. We're here to help our members, protect our members, keep them in business, but we're also here to advocate for private property rights and our clients. So we have a dual role, and that's why I love being the chair of the advocacy committee. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, I've already told Aaron Hervey that I am in this position for life. I mean, <laughs> you're, 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 you're not going to, you'd have to, you're going to have to carry me away next year because I love this advocacy position and chair of the committee and working with Aaron and the whole team. I just love it. So, and we um, appreciate your passion. That's for sure. We <laughs> really appreciate your passion for this and for any realtor who's listening right now. If you want copies of those talking points that we were talking about so that you can read more detail, just go to MissouriRealtor.org. Almost anything you'd ever want is right there. Click on advocacy. And then under advocacy, you'll find these things. For example, Realtor Days and Legislative Visit Resources. You'll find the three talking points that we're using this current session. So license law, low-income housing, and Historic Tax Credit and the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act that uh, Beverly talked about. So with that, Beverly, thank you again for joining us and thank you to all Missouri Realtors who are listening today and we will see you next time. Thanks so much. <laughs>